and we are live. Good morning, everybody. It's your favorite truck driver in the whole wide world. It's Bitcoin Ben, ex-truck driver in the whole wide world. It's Bitcoin Ben. Now, <clears throat> my friends, today we are going to talk about reflection. We are going to talk about why, the why of all of this, right? The reason we're in cryptos, a lot of us, is we see the revolution coming. We see that, that, and we've seen it coming for years, right? We are optimist, optimist drive the world. Um, the naysayers, the uh, the negative people, the uh, people who don't have vision of what's in front of us are usually and this is not their fault, right? Like, um, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Warren Buffett, you know. Warren Buffett is 175 years old. Warren Buffett generationally cannot see the utility of any of this because he doesn't have a an interaction uh, view. Right? Warren Buffett is is trapped financially in a mindset of about 1960. That's the economy model that he sees, that he lives in. That's why he, uh, he, he never bought Apple early because he didn't understand what it was. And he's always said, I don't invest in things I don't understand. That's why Warren Buffett owns a bunch of railroads. That was the, uh, the technology that was really at the, at the peak of his generation. Railroads, airplanes, you know, that. Right, exactly. Exactly. My boy Dennis gets it. 
they can't vision getting out of the old system, right? But if Warren Buffett had the knowledge of the advancement of the macro view, he would be able to understand that what he invested in in the 60s and in the 70s is exactly what we are doing right now. See, he invested in railroads. He invested in airplanes. He invested in in network growth. He invested in Walmart network growth. The most modern technology he had exposure to is what he invested in. This is what he doesn't understand now is that all of this is network growth, network energy being transferred from one place to another quickly or quicker than the last technology. Now, if he was capable of really digging deep, remember, he's he's at the mindset of 1960s, right? So his mind works at the speed of the 1960s, right? It, and think of it like this, right? He saw the transfer of physical mediums or goods as a increasing value of the time, right? Everything was sh- shipped on rail. If if it was from China, they'd ship it on boats. He invested in large shipping. Then when it came to America, it either went on a relatively local trucking company, which he invested in some trucking uh companies like Ford and uh, and uh, and the producers of trucks right then he invested in railroads so what couldn't be shipped on a truck was shipped on a railroad he he invested in the supply chain, supply chain of modern technology. But what he doesn't understand 
is that the ships, the trucks, the boats, the uh, railroads of the past are now just digital. So what used to actually carry CDs, right? We used to get most of our CDs from China and Japan. So they'd ship over the blank CDs. And then once they got here, those CDs would be shipped on a truck or on a railroad to the facilities where the CDs would be loaded with information, movie, music, whatever. That's what modern technology is doing now. The internet is just replacing the supply chain of the information. Now we have blockchain, we have web three. What he can't wrap his mind around is that now there's a monetary and identification system right for digitally transferred information that's what he can't wrap his mind around that web 3 is removing the old monetary system out of the shipping of information that that no one's mailing a check or sending a wire for payments anymore. No one wants to do that. It's why, right, we have a company that cleans our swimming pool. My wife pays them with Venmo. There you go. She doesn't even use a credit card anymore. She pays with Venmo or PayPal or Cash App. Well, Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal, what are they moving to? They're moving to Web3, cryptos. And what Warren Buffett doesn't grasp about the Bitcoin is he lives in a world, in a mindset that um, that currency is 
uh, is issued. Currency is declared by the government that the government is who says this is what's currency. But with modern technology, that's being replaced with the Bitcoin. Is, is it's actually shifting from centralized currency agreement of the community. Because remember, I've always said, Money is a shared illusion that we all agree on. Now, in his day, everyone agreed on it because the government says it was. Well, nowadays, now, currently, there's a new money that more and more people are believing in and less and less people are believing or trusting the government-issued currency. Any of them. And, and we have a decentralized, uncorruptible currency that is is engineered perfectly for a base layer currency gold that's why people call it digital gold because in the old days the base layer was gold or silver then we transferred to the base layer of currency was, was petroleum. That was called the petrodollar. That's what gave the dollar its perceived value was oil and petroleum. As we move away from oil and petroleum as our, uh, our most used base layer of energy, right? Our base layer of energy usage is now electricity because more things are actually being consumed at the pure energy level. What you're watching right now is pure energy. The video is pure energy. In the old days, if you wanted to go and watch a video, you'd have to go to a theater. That means getting in your car or driving, 
it involved a petroleum product at a higher level than what it is now. So now our base layer of our economy is transitioning out of petroleum and into pure energy. So now our monetary system, our money, is going from petroleum-based to energy-based. The Bitcoin. Right? How do you produce the Bitcoin? You consume energy to mine it. There you go. Right? Now, I had a call, well, I had a conversation with a woman at my credit union. And she she asked me, Ben, look, I know you're successful. I I know all that. But why does it matter to me what's going on in crypto? And I sent her a clip, and I'm going to play the clip for you guys, right? This is this is going to run, right? And basically, what it is is a clip of uh, he's irrelevant. Who he is is irrelevant. What he's going to do is run through the last three weeks alone of crypto announcements. Listen closely. On prices at all. But like, this is what I will say, which I think is super important. And if it's okay, can I just read? That's right. Like, so I've set out two tweets in a row for two weeks now of just positive developments within the crypto space, okay? And I wanna read them to you. And, Please. And just think about this, and I'm gonna read them to you backwards leading up to last week, okay? But you WhatsApped, you WhatsApp me this last, last weekend, I think it was. I'm like, yeah, this is dead right. Okay, so this is wild. If you look at all the positive developments that have occurred since the EU passed MICA, right? Their landmark regulation, right? On Thursday, June 1st, and I'm reading this now, so I apologize if anyone's watching video, my eye's gonna move slightly over. Um, I cannot do this by memory. I could do a lot of it by memory, but not all, okay. So on Thursday, June 1st, Hong Kong reinstated retail crypto trading through select exchanges. On Friday, June 2nd, the chairman of the House Financial Services Committee within the United States House of Representatives released a discussion draft on legislation providing a statutory framework for digital asset regulation intended to provide clarity, fill regulatory gaps, and foster innovation while providing consumer protections, and discussions are expected to commence in the U.S. House in July. On Sunday, June 11th, A16Z announced that they were expanding to London and hosting the next crypto startup school in 2024 there. In response, the U.K. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak stated, as we cement the UK's place as science and tech superpower, we must embrace innovations like Web3 
powered by blockchain technology. And he goes on. On Wednesday, June 14th, it was disclosed in April that Hong Kong Monetary Authority sent a letter to HSBC Standard Chartered and Bank of China to take on crypto clients. On June 15th, BlackRock filed for a Bitcoin ETF. On June 16th, the Bank of England and the Bank of the International Settlements Innovation Hub of London Center published a report concluding that a well-designed digital currency could, quote-unquote, enable robust eco ecosystem to foster innovation and help meet future needs of more digitized society. Then, the following week, on Tuesday, the EDX exchange went live, and this is currently backed by Charles Schwab, Fidelity, and Citadel. On Tuesday of that week, Wisdom Tree and Invesco refiled for Bitcoin ETFs. On Tuesday, Deutsche Bank applied for a digital asset license. On Wednesday, U.S. Fed Chair Jerome Powell spoke on Capitol Hill and said cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin have staying power. On Wednesday, Valkyrie refiled for a Bitcoin ETF. On Thursday, the IMF released a report on crypto's usage across LATAM and Caribbean. Um, and they said, if well-designed CBDCs uh, can strengthen the usability, resilience, and efficiency of payment systems and increase financial inclusion in uh, Latin America and Caribbean, and while a few countries have completely banned crypto assets, given their risks, this approach may not be as effective in the long run. On Thursday of two weeks ago, MasterCard announced that it expanded its... In All right, let me just, let me explain that last one. All right, we hear CBC, CBDCs, Central Bank Digital Currencies. Let me explain the last one. The International Monetary Fund released a report on crypto's usage across uh, LATAM, which is Latin America trade, blah, 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 and the Caribbean. Some comments from this report. Now, listen. If a well-designed central bank digital currency can strengthen the usability, resistance, and efficiency of payment systems and increase financial institution or financial inclusion in Latin America and the Caribbean, while few countries have completely banned uh, crypto assets given their risk, this approach may not be effective in the long run. What they're basically saying there is CBDCs, although a good idea, and while a very few countries have outlawed like Bitcoin, that doing that and creating the CBDCs may not be an effective approach in the long run. They're basically saying that CBDs, CBDCs are a good idea for now, but in the long run, they may not work.
that's that is what that message said right now let's continue engage program to help bring cryptocurrency card programs to market on friday the ftc the sec approved its first leveraged bitcoin futures etf which will start trading on the 27th wait, wait so this is wild for a second okay that is two weeks ago then you get back so last week on monday hsbc announced it was offering bitcoin and ethereum etfs to its customers making it the first bank in hong kong to do so japan revised its corporate tax regulations making it more attractive for prospects um for crypto firms on tuesday Fidelity filed for a Bitcoin ETF on Wednesday. MasterCard, which continues to actually do incredible things in the payment space, announces the launch of the blockchain app store. Julius Baer on Wednesday announced that it was expanding to Dubai, where it will start to offer crypto services on Thursday. God, I'm fucking exhausted. Hold on a second. On Thursday, Financial Services and Markets Act of 2023, a reform bill in the UK was granted royal assent from King Charles. This law recognizes crypto as a trading as a regulated financial activity. Bank of America on Thursday released a report stating that tokenization is likely to transform infrastructure and financial markets over the next 15 years and may develop into a $15 trillion market. By the way, I'm fully biased. I was in that report. On, on Friday, Hong Kong announces that it, it established a task force to advance Web3 development. South Korea on Friday passes an inaugural standalone crypto bill titled the Virtual Asset User Protection and integrates 19 previously discussed crypto-related bills. And then on Friday, eight issuers, including BlackRock, Fidelity, Wisdom Tree, Invesco, and ARK Invest, all refiled their submissions for Bitcoin ETFs to accommodate the requests from the SEC. And then on Saturday, when I thought that week was over, Matt Huang, the co-founder of Paradigm, the VC firm, tweets out, it was kind of ridiculous that we removed all mentions of crypto from our landing page. That was a mistake. We never left, but we're so back. Okay. Right now, let me say this, right? Let me say this, that, that this is such a huge deal, right? Let, uh, let me stop screen share, right? That guy just read over the last two or three weeks of announcements. This is like Web3. Let me explain Web3. Web3 is cryptos, blockchain, and um, like metaverse-ish, but metaverse touches on Web 4. Web 4 is AI. Web 4 is tokenization of everything, of music, CD. Uh, movies, everything, everything will be an, uh, an NFT or 
will be NFT'd, will have an authentication label. Let's put it that way. We'll have an authentication label using blockchain and cryptocurrencies. So Web3 is just now getting going. Now, for those of you, the reason I wrote up here, you will get paid or pay Bitcoin 24 hours a day. 365, seven days a week. Here's why. Web 3 combined with Web 4 AI. Let me give you an example. Oh, uh, those watching on YouTube, we're, we're dropping YouTube right now and will only be on the other platforms. If you're watching on YouTube right now, there's a link under the video that will let you continue to watch the show live on Rumble. Voila. Right? Now, if you want the whole rest of the video, because after an hour, I go from Rumble and my other platforms to strictly Patreon and and um, uh, and FGTV. FGTV is my club's unique television channel. So if you are on YouTube right now watching, I suggest either going over to Rumble for the next half hour or click on the Patreon link, link for the next hour of the show. All right? Bye-bye, YouTube. Always oh, say it. Hang on second. Transition or from the sponsor. Are you buying and selling cryptos on the same laptop that you're using to browse the internet, read your email, and visit social media sites? If so, you're exposing your cryptos to theft. Whenever you're online, you're at risk of getting hacked and having your identity stolen. How would you feel if someone stole all of your cryptos? What would that do to your finances? Guard your cryptos with a safe and secure laptop from Calix Solutions. Each laptop is set up just for you and your cryptos, and then we walk you through exactly how it works. Don't risk the security of your cryptos. Order a crypto laptop from Calix Solutions now to secure your crypto future. Learn more at calixsolutions.io. Everyone watching on YouTube, click the link under here, go on Rumble, and continue to watch us live. Bye-bye, guys. All right. Now that we're off YouTube, now we can dig deeper. The reason I transition off of YouTube after a half hour each day is the algorithms of YouTube. They are not friendly to opinions. I'll just leave it at that.
right? And you guys know why. Now, everyone else watching, remember what I was saying is, let me give you an example, right? Using AI, right? My wife's 